coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. Hunter Biden is going to prison. Donald Trump will be going to prison. If you can make bail, you're out of there. If you're not, you're sitting in a cell with Bubba. There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, Bill? Not one. Come on, Bill, you got to have one. A token black person? And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. Public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids. And I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for better understanding. Father God, we just come to you saying thank you for your grace and your mercy. You know, a lot is going on these days. We have shootings. Down in Jacksonville, Florida, we have hurricanes coming through Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, just just a lot of tragic things happening to a lot of people, God. God, we ask you to continue to cover, bless, protect, and keep us. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, lift up today and all the activities that are going around, particularly my situation with the school board. We just trust you that uh, you're in control. You're the one making all these different uh, changes happen. And I thank you for that. Give peace to uh, Dory and I as we go through this together. And uh, we know you're in control. So we we feel a total peace that uh, whatever the outcome is, we'll be comfortable with it. Amen. Bill, you know, later on the show, I'm going to ask you about what's new with the whole school board thing. But what we're going to talk about today for our audience, we're going to talk about the cool kid clubs. We talk about that. That's the whole indictment in Atlanta. We're going to talk about the shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. And then we're going to talk to Bill about what's going on. But let me first say this. Hunter Biden is going to be convicted. Hunter Biden is going to prison. Donald Trump is going to be convicted. Donald Trump will be going to prison. Joe Biden will pardon Donald Trump and Joe Biden will pardon Hunter Biden after he wins the 2024 presidential election. What do you think about that, Mr. Goebel, sir? No, it sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. I'm curious if if he pardons Donald Trump, does Trump run against him? Trump. Trump, Trump, who knows? <laughs> I don't think Donald knows. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when we, many people say, and I believe it, that we have a two-tier justice system. And people understand what that is, just the unequal treatment of people by the law. Those with more resources, power, and influence have more access to justice, leniency than those without. So now when you say Lady Justice Bill, 
They say Lady Justice is blind. But what Trump and others are saying, wait a minute, lady, pick up that little blindfold. Look, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's Ernest T. <laughs> is Justice blind? Did Nixon go to jail? No. Wait a minute. Nixon was guilty. Nixon didn't go to jail. Why not? He got pardoned by Jerry Ford, President Jerry Ford. When you ask the question, President Jerry Ford, why did you pardon Richard Nixon? He's probably going to say what President Biden's going to say. Why did you pardon Joe? I mean, Hunter Biden and Donald Trump. And they usually say for the good of the country, yep. we need to move yep. on. That's what they do. They say it's for the good of the country. Do you think President Biden would pardon my black behind if I was in the same situation as Donald Trump was in? No way. No way. How do <laughs> you mean no way? Wait no a minute. How about the good of the country? Yeah. Who's this guy? Odell who? <laughs> <laughs> Two-tier justice system. Lady Justice. You know, she's got the scale up there, got the sword, and sometimes the blindfold. Bill, is Lady Justice blind? Well, I got two things, observation. One is, why is it a lady? I don't know. Could don't be a know. guy. Okay. Just okay, like go ahead. Oh, come on, Bill. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Hey, oh, nowadays, you're nowadays. Coming, you're coming in hot today, boy. You're coming in hot today. Hey, y'all, Bill is hot today. He's coming in hot today. Ladies, justice might be a guy dressed like a woman. I've never heard that before, Gobo. What's wrong with you, well, man? All I know is I better not get a traffic ticket and show up in front of a judge. Because <laughs> oh, he'll play this and he goes, boy, we need talk. But no, there is a two-tier system. It's interesting. The 39 indicted or 19 indicted people were saying it's a two-tier system. You know, the, the Biden administration and the U.S. attorney general are coming after us. And two things observe. One is they all got their bail posted. Nobody went into jail. Now, in that Fulton County jail, there are a bunch of people sitting in there that couldn't make bail. Uh huh. And so there is a two-tier system. If you can make bail, you're out of there. If you're not, you're sitting in a cell with Bubba. And uh, <laughs> Bubba is Rudy Giuliani's roommate. Yeah, so everybody roommate. can't be Bubba's roommate. Ru Rudy's, and then uh, he's going to have good hairspray. Well, Biden's yeah. not going to. Biden is not going to pardon Rudy, though. No, he's not going to pardon Rudy. He's going to make Rudy do the time. Yeah, Rudy's going. I think Rudy's in trouble. But last night we were having dinner with a, a lawyer that was involved in a, a large corporation. And he told a couple stories because he they were good friends with Mark Meadows and he knew Giuliani. And it was interesting. I told him, I said, you were part of the legal system pretty high up. You know how hard it is to try and manipulate the legal system that these people are claiming is being done by the U.S. government to have four different jurisdictions, four different judges, four different grand juries, four different jury pools. To all come up and say, you know, we're all going after Trump. We're all going. That doesn't happen. If the system doesn't work that way, what happens is the attorney general looks at information sent to him and he gets information sent to him all the time. Right. And he says, look, I got a limited resource. I can't investigate every little thing that comes up. So what are the ones that are smoking that might have some fire that are probably a big deal? And we need to protect the Constitution or whatever it was. And so then he, what he does is he goes out and gets a special counsel, special prosecutor or whatever it's called. Uh -huh. And and that person is held responsible for looking into the case 
making recommendations, going back to the attorney general and said, hey, look, at we found all these facts. Wow. And then the attorney general says, then go forward. And that's when they go to the grand jury. Then they got to present it in front of a grand jury. The grand jury has to agree there's facts. And then once the grand jury agrees their facts, then it comes out with the indictments. Then the judge has to get involved. Wow. So there's a lot of steps in this that people are saying, oh, they're manipulating everything. There's no way in heck you can manipulate that much. Oh, oh that was close. Was heck, close. That was close. That almost got you, King Agrippa. Almost got you. I got H-E and then I had <laughs> C-K it, real it. quick. Bill is hot today, y'all. He's coming <laughs> in hot. He's coming in low. <laughs> So anyhow, that's one observation. The next one was he said Giuliani is broke. He needs money. Big broke time. like black people broke. Uh, see, rich white people broke and black people broke is two different kind well, of brokes, Bill. Rich white men broke is like, I don't have the money to do all the things I want to do with my yacht and my private plane. Black folk broke is broke is no joke. Yeah. That's broke. You're talking about uh, food stamp broke. Versus- I'm talking about food stamp broke, man, <laughs> yeah. versus that yeah. stuff Giuliani got going on. He may need food stamps when this is over. <laughs> How but- about welfare cheese? You think Rudy could get used to welfare cheese? I've had that. That's to- that's nasty stuff. <laughs> no, no, I've had welfare cheese, Bill. That's good stuff. See, that's the difference. See, that's my point right there. You hate no welfare cheese. See, you ain't never been hungry. I tell you what, I had that one time. I go, holy cow. We had a scout camp that somebody brought it. Scout camp? Yeah, we brought somebody brought it as a snack. Oh, and so man. they cut it up and I thought, oh, this looks pretty good. And I took it's like rubber. So you thought it was like brie or some of that. Yeah, other I thought sure, yeah. I said, you know, let's I couldn't put enough mustard and hot sauce on that sucker to go it down. I said oh, I said no. we put it out for the raccoons and they walked it up. <laughs> you know it's interesting you said that. And all the things that it takes to get an indictment and a conviction. Because think about this. Our theme song should be the devil went down to Georgia looking for some votes to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. So he tried to make a deal with Ratzenberger and Ratzenberger messed around Bill and recorded the conversation. Yeah. He recorded the conversation. And now it's like, I didn't do anything. And he had witnesses. He had witnesses. He recorded the conversation and he said, I didn't do anything. And it's interesting thing. You said everybody went to jail and pardoned out. Not quite, my friend. The one black guy is always the brother. Harrison Floyd. Harrison was the last one. He was. <laughs> it ain't funny. It ain't funny, y'all. It ain't funny. It ain't funny, Garrett Davis. It ain't funny. But he went down and he did this. Floyd said, hey, I need a public defender. <laughs> Yeah. And the judge says, yo, man, you don't understand it. You can't get a public defender just because you want a public defender. You have to qualify for a public defender. And then he started talking about his family, his kids and everything else. Did you see that? Did you? No, I didn't see that. I'm like, come it. on, man. <clears throat> come on now. You're running with the big dogs. So you're doing all these things with Trump and all these people. So what <laughs> happened is I know what my brother Floyd should have did. Do you remember Amarosa? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Amarosa was the former White House political aide to well, President she, Trump. She was also on You're Fired, his TV show. Exactly. Amarosa went to the White House, got a job, had her wedding in the White House, Bill, and then they ran Amarosa off. But now Amarosa has a TV show called Becoming a Villain. 
I mean, the reality TV show, House of Villains. That's it. I'm sorry. A reality TV show called House of Villains. Well, who's your first guest? Donald Trump? Maybe. Or the Reverend Stephen Lee. He was the white Lutheran reverend who they got caught up. But he had a group of people who raised money for him. And then Harrison William Prescott Floyd. That's the brother who had a problem getting his money together. That might be her first guest. Mm. Because, see, they didn't understand. Amorosa know how to do what you needed to do. She didn't get caught up. She went in there and did what she did. And then that was it for her. So you have to understand when you're playing at that level, when you go down to Georgia looking for some votes to steal because you're in a bind and you're way behind and you're trying to make a deal, you got to understand someone has to say, yo, boss, you can't be on this phone call. But when you pressed and you're way behind, you're trying to make a deal. You get on the call and say, let me talk to them. And somebody has to say, no, boss, you can't be on this call. You know, we go hunting all the time, Bill. Mm -hmm. Remember the last time I killed that big buck? Mm -hmm. The reason why I killed that big buck is because he was desperate. He was in a bind, Bill, because he was way behind. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to make a deal with that doe that was in heat. Yep. So he followed that doe. And the doe came and he came behind her and you said, there he is, Odell. And I got buck fever <laughs> and I, I shot and missed him. And then I got all nervous and then I shot again and I have a bullet in the gun. So now all of a sudden, but the doe wouldn't leave because he was trying to make a deal with the doe. Mm -hmm. That's why that buck didn't leave. Mm -hmm. And that's why our former president stayed on the call. Because when you get in the bind. You're saying Trump was in heat? I'm saying <laughs> when you get in a bind okay. and you're way Just behind, you're clarity. trying to make a deal. You know, who sang that song anyway? I don't the know. devil, Kenny Rogers or somebody it, like it, that. I don't know. But somebody should have said, get off the phone, boss. Yeah, he should have never been on that call. That buck that we killed, I killed. Thank you, sir. Eight pointer for those who hunt. <laughs> Couldn't leave because he was vested in that doe that was in heat and it ended up the doe got killed and the buck got killed yep both of them see so that's that's the whole issue right there bill so how does the cool kids club now all of a sudden people lives are ruined people can't get out of jail people went to prison people having mug shots and some people acting like the mug shot is no big deal but then all of a sudden now people starting to scatter mm -hmm. your good buddy What's his name? Oh, man. Uh, Chief, of, Chief staff. of Staff. Yeah. Mark, Chief of Staff. Mark, Mark Meadows. I heard a story about him last night. Go ahead. The same people that we're having dinner with, they were at uh, this thing called APEC. It's, uh, it's a Jewish organization that they would bring in three or 4,000 people wow. to D.C. And then they would go lobby on behalf of Israel to get money or the uh, Iron Dome or whatever it was. And... Uh, these people had, they were given Mark Meadows when he was a new congressman. Are these rich people? Uh-huh. And uh, they went and sat and lobbied with him and explained why he should vote positive for these Jewish and Israeli needs. And they got to know him. He's a real strong Christian. And they got to sit with him. In fact, they got invited to the White House because of him. And uh, when he was getting ready to go to the White House, these folks said, are you for Trump? He said, first off, when Trump got elected, 
They said, you know, how are you going to control Trump? He says, don't worry. The legislature can control the president. Not a wow. Okay. And and they were saying, I don't know if you control this guy. But then when he became going to be chief of staff, they said, what are you doing? And he goes, I will be the adult in the room and make common sense. Okay. And, and now he's indicted. And we were talking last night. If he doesn't get the case turned over to the federals, even if he does, he's going to be charged with the I think it's the heck uh-huh and uh for working on political campaigns during governmental time you can't do that he's got double jeopardy one he's got an indictment and two if he gets the indictment gone then he's going to be held accountable for this other act but they think he's going to be the first canary in the coal mine yep he's got a lot of information well bill wow the black guy, only black guy. And I'm like, man, brother, how did you get caught up in that? How did you get caught up in that? Harrison Floyd, right? They said when they went to arrest him, he did something to the federal agent and they have like a simple assault on a federal officer charged against him and all this kind of good stuff. He didn't qualify for public defender. But Bill, let me, let me ask you this, though. It appears, and I don't know, but, you know, it appears that some, not all, white Republicans are angry. You know, I haven't seen white folks this mad since the O.J. Simpson acquittal on both counts of murder, because that was a two-tiered system. Let me tell you why O.J., I ain't going to say O.J. got off. Let me tell you why O.J. allegedly, because I have to say allegedly, O.J. went into a system that wasn't designed for black folk. O.J. had access, back to the two-tier, he had access to a system, Bill, and I remember you and I was at uh, not a country club. We were at the uh, Rotary and we presented what we were doing. Common ground, black, white, mm-hmm. Republican, Democrat mm-hmm. and audience. A gentleman raised his hand. And this was about 20 years after OJ. And what did he ask, Bill? You remember the question he asked? Yeah. What was what it? What did the black people think about OJ not being convicted? And why were black people celebrating Yep about oj simpson not being convicted i mean think about it here it is big old audience we're answering q a and this gentleman raised his hands like i've been waiting for years to ask somebody black why did you all celebrate when oj simpson was not convicted i said let me tell you why because finally because it wasn't about oj that's what people don't understand oj quit being black a long time ago so it wasn't about OJ. It was about finally a black person was able to use the system, a two-tier system that many blacks know exists, but haven't had access to it. But OJ did because OJ had friends in high places who said, hey, whoa, 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 OJ, come on. Let me show you how we do it. White friends in high places. Let me show you how we do it. It's going to cost you, but let me show you how we do it. Not all, but some. Because this two-tier system is not a black-white system, Bill. It's a those who have it and those who don't have it system. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, why is all these white Republicans so angry? I said, I'm going to ask my boy Bill. Because now all of a sudden, when I look on the national scene, white folks angry, storming the Capitol, angry. I look at state of North Carolina and we're dealing with uh, the governor's race. We got black guy angry. We got the white guy angry. We got the other black guy trying to be cool. Then when I come down to the local stuff and Guilford County School Board and folk angry. Why are you all so angry? Bill, why is white Republicans so angry? Who y'all mad at? 
because I'm used to you all being mad at me, black. Y'all mad at each other. Y'all angry with each other. What's going on, my brother? I don't know. Something's in the water. It's the only thing I can figure because, you know, we got to do a new Republican Party. The people that are in there now are not, I don't think they're in sync with the true American people. There's a fraction of them. You know, some still think that January 6th was just a group of people going on a tour of the Capitol. Wow. You know, that it was it was staged. It was a setup. They're not dealing with some reality. So what happens is when you get enough crazies in a room, they push out the common sense people because the common sense people go, I don't need to put up with this. <laughs> I'm going to become an independent and then I can vote any way I want. And that's what's happened. You know, if you look at the district I'm in, it's predominantly almost third, a third and a third broken out by Republican, Democrat and independent. And wow. An independent has grown significantly in the last couple elections. So, and the Republicans have gone down, the Democrats have gone down, and independents gone up. Why is that? Well, it's because the two extremes in both parties are driving the common sense people to the center. And the center is going to be where the votes are. So, one of the parties has got to get smart enough to say, hey, you crazies. Uh uh. You know, you know, it's interesting. Everybody talks about January 6th and the, the riot. Uh-huh. I got a little different slant on that. I mean, I, I agree that that shouldn't have been done, but we were in the middle of a pandemic. And at that point, we did not have vaccines. Well, where are you going, my friend? Where are you going? Well, if you're a true leader as a president, you know, you may have thought you lost the election. Okay. But you wouldn't say hundreds of thousands of people, let's congregate together while there's a pandemic and spread it more. That's not a leader. You could have said, look, it, I, I think I got taken advantage of. I think they're illegal votes counted let's everybody go and protest in your own city or protest in your own state don't bring bus loads of people you know these people are sitting on the bus for hours amongst themselves spreading covid so wow. so if you're a leader you would think what's right for my people well not to spread covid now they don't believe covid was an issue I mean, they're anti-vaxxers and all that. So you go down the, all those bunny trails. I have a lot of friends that think the vaccine was a joke. Wow. And the shutting down the country was a joke. And, you know, I think time will tell over a period of time. But I think the Republicans have got to change. And the new Republicans that are going to be the leaders are going to be in the center. You and, think so? Uh-huh. Because right now it looks like the more angry, the more bombastic, the more red meat is the winning ticket right now well look at look at the lady in atlanta green there. yeah green yeah she's kind of quiet you know what i didn't think about it until you said that yeah why is she so quiet and why is mr pillow so quiet my pillow my pillow our guy our guy my pillow why is he so quiet him, right well that and he don't want to get indicted Wow. He was in the White House with all those crazies coming up with the crazy schemes. But, Bill, I didn't think about that. He was part of Cool Kids Club, too? Yeah. He all of a sudden went went underground. He got quiet. Okay. Let's be in fair. Fact, let's in, fact, be- in fact, we asked him to come on our show. And because of the issue, he said, no, he's not doing any public appearances. Right. Right. So he passed on the good-looking black guy and the cool white guy coming on our show. Let me ask a question, though. And let's be fair to the Republicans. The Democrats at the same time, not all. Because, you know, I don't want to say all black people are Democrats. We were protesting in the streets around the George Floyd issue. 
So it was a lot of people during that time doing, and, and it wasn't just black people, it was black people, white people, you know, because of the injustice. And when you start talking about the two-tier justice system, you're absolutely right. But let me go back to politics in general, white, black, Republican, Democrats, what have you, whether it's the presidency, whether it's the governor, whether it's the school board, city council, county commissioner. Bill, what is it that one would spend so much time, energy, and effort to get a seat, say, let's say the seat pays, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a year, or let's just say for easy math, ten thousand dollars a year. People will go to court. People will spend time, energy, and effort to get a job that doesn't pay but ten thousand dollars a year. What is it? What what is it? What is it about being an elected or appointed person? Is it the power? Is it can't be the money? So it's got to be something more than that. So tell our audience, Bill, what is it to make folk fight and change laws and and uh, spend money on attorneys and all these things just to get certain people in and certain people out? What is it? Because the president, the former president has spent more money and people around him now, more money on lawyers and everything else. For what, Bill? What is it? Well, it's interesting. He's probably going to spend close to $100 million on attorney fees. But it ain't his money. See, that's that's it's tricky. Yeah. It ain't his money. Well, he raised seven million plus just by T-shirts with his mugshot on it. And you think if I put my pretty face on a T-shirt, you think we could raise seven million dollars? Only if I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> now, but to answer your question, you know, that's one of the questions they ask Mark Meadows. Why? Why are you going to the White House? Wow. It's power. Wow. It wasn't more pay, it was power. And so these guys get caught up in the power stuff. I'm looking at my position on the school board as what's right for the kids, mm. what's right for the parents. Wow. You know, if that's where I stay for four years and help out and improve things or longer, then so be it. You know, I don't need that kind of stuff. I really don't. If I can help, yes, I will help. But if I'm, yeah, it's like when I was in scouting, I started out as the vice president of marketing on a council. So it's just an executive position, mm-hmm. non-paying. Uh, in fact, you have to donate them, give them money to do it. So you have to, wait a minute, you have to give them money to volunteer. Yes. And it's just scouting. like the school board. Do you mind me asking, does the school board pay you all anything? Do they pay you gas? Yeah. Do they pay you for a sandwich? How does that work? Yeah, we uh, get $22,000 a year, gross. $22,000 and someone may have to pay a zillion dollars in legal fees to get $22,000. Yeah, it does, the math never works. <laughs> it does not work. And uh, and they give you the ability to help people, Got it. you know, if, if you want to do that. So I think what I'm finding with the people that are in power, keep my ear to the ground quite a bit. And, you know, looking for those people that it's all about them. Wow. And, wow. and I'll be honest with you, on this this board that I'm on, yeah, you know, there's six Democrats and three Republicans, so we're a minority. And the lady who's you been- You know you're still a Republican, Bill? Yeah, I got an R. I, and I I'm, kicked you out, censored you, tarred and feathered you. They treating you like a black person, Bill. They treating you like a black person. I know. I know. <laughs> the, uh, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, I'm watching the staff on the school system, see how they work. Are they functional? Are they dysfunctional? 
Same thing with the board, uh-huh. the school board. You know, I'm trying to get my head wrapped around all this because, you know, when I go into a new business, you know, let me back up for a minute. When I got involved in running the Vaseline business, uh-huh. I knew nothing about it. When I got involved in running a pantyhose, I knew nothing about it. When I got involved in the scouts, I knew nothing about it except I was an Eagle Scout. Right. But I didn't know how the, the business ran. And when I became a small group leader, I didn't know how to do that. But, you know, if you pay attention and learn and trust God, he opens up doors, he gives you avenues, he teaches you. And if you're quiet and observe, and after, you know, 73, 74 years, I'm kind of good at that. Okay. Okay. If it doesn't pass the sniff test, you start, okay, what's going on here? And that's why when they gave me the budget book, they school, being the school board, okay, okay, they gave us about an inch and a half budget book because we have a billion dollar budget. Wow. A and billion with a B. With a B. Okay. And so they gave us a, about a 25 minute PowerPoint presentation of that. So I went home on that weekend and went through it and highlighted a bunch of things. A lot of them were acronyms from the federal government and stuff. Right. But there are questions about what is this 42 million? What is this 50 million? And what I was looking for were two things. Uh, I was looking for one, answers mm-hmm. from my understanding. And I found out the CFO had already anticipated a lot of things that most people on the board wouldn't know, the acronyms. So she had little wow. footnotes for wow. every single piece. So when I started getting involved with her, she says, well, go to page six. And you see that footnote seven, yeah. here's seven, here's explains. And it was perfect. Wow. Explained the whole thing. Well, then I was looking for those moments where yeah, I've had customers that uh, would be selling a product. And I'll go up to them and I say, well, how much profit are you making on that particular product? And the customer would look at me and goes, is that something we should know? <laughs> okay. I'm serious. It, wow. It's amazing. Wow. And even when I bought Impact, I said, let's go out and talk to our customers. They were like, we've never done that. Wow. So mm. when I that's what I'm looking for. Those those kind of things where I say, what is that 42 million? Okay. Wow. And it, it turns out it was for charter schools. So I said, how many people we have in charter schools? They said about nine, ten thousand. So I said it costs $4,200 per student. I said, uh, do we get reports back from the charter schools on performance? No. And I said, well, we should because we got to do that. So red flag, something to look into to see if we can get performance reports. Wait a minute. Now, I'm a big fan of charter schools. Now, I'm a big fan of accountability, but I'm a big fan of choice. Let me say it like that. I think that as a parent, and I don't have little children anymore, as a parent, I would love to be able to look at charter schools, public schools, other type of hybrid because at the end of the day, Bill, that's my tax dollar. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at Guilford County, we have the number one high school in the country. Congratulations, my friend. Number one. It was 22 last year. It's now number one. It's a Guilford College middle school. Middle yeah. College. And uh, I was at their graduation. I shook all the hands of the graduates. And, you know, kids were graduating with a high school diploma and a two-year college degree. Wow. And it's just phenomenal. But we have so many choices in Guilford County that you can go to. You want aviation, you can do that. You want logistics, you can do that. You want nursing, you can do that. You want arts, you can do that. You want you want skills, you can do that. There's all kinds of paths that kids can take. So what I found is that the diversity of the ability for us to provide these options to cost money. Yeah. They're not cheap. Yeah. And uh, so 
back to the charter school. So we're charging 4,200 bucks. I said, how much does it cost for us to put a kid through regular school? I think it's about 14,000 bucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had me there for a minute. You had me there for a minute, but wait a minute. 4,200, we think, to put someone through a charter school and 14,000 to put someone through public school and 30,000 to put a person in prison. That's a good way to look at it. Well, I mean, it's money. It's money. And when we start looking at the whole thing and you mentioned, you know, I asked the question, why does it appears that some, not all, some, not all, some, not all Republicans are so angry. And then you start thinking about reality TV show with Amorose. Of course, she was great at it. And she's going to have another reality TV show. But the whole Trump White House at first was a reality TV show, Bill. When he first got in, he was pulling everybody. Um, what's the guy? Moose. I forgot his name. Uh, just it was just it was comical if it wasn't so serious. Mm-hmm. And the key is the cost of spending all this money. The lawyers are getting rich, man. I mean, this is worse than a divorce situation when two very rich individuals who at one time loved each other now say they hate each other and they get attorneys and they just fight each other until nothing is gone and they fight over nothing. And, you know, I previously said that the Guilford County GOP appears from time to time to do a circular political firing squad. And it's like, at first, it was humorous. Now it's like, man, y'all, y'all just arguing and fighting and fighting and arguing. But again, it's your dime because obviously, if it's rich white people who are spending money and arguing over this, this, and who's in this seat and who's not in the seat, that's fine. That's your right. Poor black people don't have time to argue, but people are making decisions that affect all the kids, Bill. But thank God that poor black kids benefit also from Guilford County School Boards, where the Republicans, Democrats working together for the benefit of the kids, because I think keeping the main thing, the main thing is what Guilford County School Board is all about. And yes, let's all beat our chests and claim that we have the number one public high school in the country. And that's a good thing. Yes, it is. That's a good thing. So, Bill, let me say a couple of things before we go to our next topic of the shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, I just want to just say my prayers go out to Senator Mitch McConnell. Now, I understand I'm still bothered about Mitch. And I know you said, Odell, you got to let this go. You got to let this go. But, you know, when Mitch held President Obama's Supreme Court pick up for about eight months and pushed Donald Trump's pick through in eight weeks, and Mitch said, well, it's not right for President Obama to appoint someone that should be the next president coming in job because eight months. And then when President Trump was leaving in eight weeks, he allowed him to point someone. I'm still kind of bothered with Mitch for that. But y'all got to pray for me because I am a Christian and I want to say I could put that aside, but it's still the fact. But Senator Mitch McConnell, I wish you well. And more importantly, I wish the people around you will protect you from yourself. Because sometime, Bill, You know, when it comes to health and issues, we don't understand that we're only human. My next shout out go out to Trump. Former President Trump's going to be in and out of the courts before Super Tuesday. And then after that, so right in the middle of the primary bill, the Republican candidate 
leading candidates going to be in and out of court. But what Trump and his people know is that Lady Justice is not blind and that we have a two-tier system. So it's going to be interesting if the Republicans pick Trump in the primary. He loses in the general. But I guess Trump already know Odell's prediction that Hunter Biden is going to be convicted and going to jail. Donald Trump will be convicted and go to jail. And Joe Biden will pardon both of them. And he will say it's for the good of the country. And we should move on. So when you look at my boy, my boy, Bill, my boy's back in the news, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, reporting that he took a few trips on a private plane with one of the rich Republican mega donors, Harlan Crow. So in spite of everything, <laughs> Clarence Thomas still doing Clarence Thomas. And I heard a rumor, Bill, I don't know if it's true, so I'll say allegedly because I don't want to get sued, that the Supreme Court justices, they said, hey, we need an ethics or some kind of handbook, a policy about what we're doing. They said, no, 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 no. We don't want that. It's like, but you can't be, you can't just be getting money. At, well, I don't know money. You can't be just flying on planes, taking trips with rich Republican guys paying for it. And they say, yes, we can. Sound like President Obama. Yes, we can. I like the way that sound. Yes, we can. But then, Bill, we go back to, I guess, Mark Meadows saying, listen, I need to get I need to get on that plane. <laughs> that plane, as far as Supreme Court justices are let me off, I need to get on that plane. I guess Mark Meadows is saying, if I can get the judge in Florida to bump this up to a federal case, that's just like, you have a flying bill and you're on standby trying to get, you, you don't have a ticket, you don't have a seat, but you're doing standby, right? Yeah. So Mark Meadows on standby, that if I can get to the Supreme Court, it's just like when you just show me in Guilford College about the uh, Underground Railroad. If I could get to that tree, if I could get to that spot, it's freedom over there. So Mark Meadows says, if I could get to the Supreme, if I could get out of Georgia and I could get to the Supreme Court, it's freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. They're looking into it. We'll probably know in a couple of weeks. What do we know? That is a two-tier justice system, Bill? Or Lady Justice is not blind. Yeah. But whatever it is, Mark Meadows is spending a lot of time because at the same time, Clarence Thomas said two of his trips was to the American Enterprise Institution, you know, right wing Republican think tank. And I remember once and I'm like, I went there, they invited me to speak and I went there and spoke. And then I had opportunity to go to the Urban Institute, a nonpartisan, right, nonpartisan liberal think tank. So I I spoken at a Republican think tank in Washington, D.C., and a Democratic think tank in Washington, D.C., but Bill, nobody didn't fly me on a private jet with rich people. Hmm. They told me, catch the Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> Hitchhike. Hitchhike. Hitchhike up there. Yeah. It's something, man. It is just something. So what do you think about all this? Because you came in hot, you still hot, and you know, the whole thing, Mark Meadows, like, listen, I need to get out of the cool kids club and I need to get up here. I understand that if I could get out of Georgia, if I could just get out of Georgia and if I could get to the federal, I'll be all right. Yeah. Well, a couple of pressure points. One is going to jail. The other one is paying legal fees. I mean, they ain't cheap. These attorneys are four, five, six hundred, eight hundred. Some of them are a thousand dollars an hour. But I heard that is some folk doing a GoFundMe to raise money for attorney fees. Well, they might be. They, and they might raise money. I don't think you're going to raise enough money. 
for all that. You know, it's interesting. I don't think Mark Metals is going to get seven and a half million dollars for putting his mugshot on a T-shirt. But uh, Trump can do it. And will he share that money with the other people? You bet you he won't. Wow. But he was his chief of staff. He was his man. Yeah. He, he was in there. He's going to yeah. take the fall for him. Yeah. And heaven forbid the little gentleman who was there with uh, Mar-a-Lago, who didn't have an attorney when he first got there, You're too. Right. right. So, Bill, question. We went hunting for deer. Last week, a 21-year-old white guy went hunting for black people. He said, I want to kill black people. I don't think that's a term he used, but I we use the term black people. Reminds me of Dylan Roof years ago down in Charleston. He went hunting for black people. Or the gentleman in Buffalo, I don't want to say gentleman, the white guy for Buffalo, New York, who drove 200 miles to kill 10 black people. It's not like black folk was in someone's neighborhood or you said they were doing something. A lot of these people drove for hours, Bill. Just like you and I drive for hours to go deer hunting. And I'm driving for hours to a place where I know a lot of black people are. And I'm going to kill black people because I hate black people. Bill, what is it about black people that some white people hate us so much that they're willing to kill us without even knowing us? Well, that's the thing. You just hit the nail on the head. They don't know you. What they see is young men that have their pants down, showing their underwear. They see, you know, a black man shooting another black man. They see all of that on TV, and it gives the image that all black people are bad. Okay. And, you know, the same thing happened if they got over it was, you know, when the Polish people came over, all the Polish people were thought of as being, you know, subpar. And the Italians, when they came over and the Jewish people, the Jewish people even today have that issue as well as the black people. Why is that? I have no idea. I don't get it. I think, you know, part of it is our culture, how we were brought up. You know, I like I was grow up in Parma. We didn't have a lot of black people. But y'all didn't go around killing black people. No, no. And we didn't go picking fights with them. We didn't do any of that stuff. But yeah, I don't get it why somebody gets a gun and kills somebody. Well, you know, it's interesting. Your examples make sense. However, let me add to your example. Whether I'm Jewish or am I Italian or I'm Polish or whatever, you can't tell because white people look white. But if you see a black person, whether they're Jewish, black, Polish, black, Italian, black, whatever, they're black. And when you think about these are 20 year old, 21 year old, Bill, they haven't been living long enough to experience all these things. So who's indoctrinating them? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, because yeah. they're, they're babies. They're 20 yeah. years yeah. old. They, did, they weren't born hating. Somebody had to teach them. Somebody had to teach them. Trust me, they're going back through that guy's records. And finding out he bought the gun legally, you know, so but he, he was an assassin. He went to assassinate people. But if I'm an assassin and I'm not questioning you, Bill, like you're in a witness witness stand, I'm questioning that word for a better understanding. If you're an assassin, why would you kill yourself only when law enforcement showed up? I don't get that. It's a murder suicide situation. And. You know, we all know that he was a coward and killing yourself just proves it. But look at all the people that he's affected in that wake of that shooting and killing himself, his family, his extended family, the families of the victims, their extended families, 
the neighborhood, you know, the neighborhood was traumatized. If it could happen here, could it happen at the ice cream store? Yeah. You know, could it happen at the gas station? You remind me, our prayers go out to the families, but I know people are so tired of hearing that, you know. But Bill, another thing, how does it affect black people who have white friends or white people who have black friends or Odell and Bill? Odell's white, Bill's, I mean, Odell's black, Bill's white, you know. I'm glad you got that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking <laughs> black guy. You know, we don't need that. I wonder what it would be like if Bill Goble was black and you were white. No, no, no. We don't want to have that one. But, but I'm going to find my point. <laughs> Do you think it's difficult for friends of different races to look at a situation like that and have an honest discussion because at one time I would be sitting in my living room and if I saw something on TV, I would be sitting there in my own mind saying, I hope the perpetrator is not black. Mm. Do you think like that? It's like, I hope the perpetrator is not white or you don't have to, or being white, you don't have to think about being white yeah. in America versus being black. I have to think about being yeah. black all the time in America. Well, I think you get a point there because I've talked to American Indians and they think about being an American Indian in America, in America. They're, 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 they're the, the, the real owners of America yeah. is American, yeah. Native Americans, the American, land, the land we took. And, uh, you know, they, wait a minute. Who's that? We now Who, who's the we bill? Who's the we who's the we black folk that take nothing from the Native Americans bill. So be careful of that. We stop now. We did it. And uh, <laughs> but uh, and then I have uh, people that are like from Pakistan and India, India that are dark skinned and they they get the prejudice. I saw a lady today in a burqa pumping gas and mm. it. And it was odd because you don't see that much here in Greensboro. Right. But she was, you know, fully covered. Now, she wasn't in all black. She had a, it was like an olive green, light color. And I thought it occurred to me, okay, she's she's totally covered up for her religious beliefs, I'm sure. Uh-huh. And so you get the Afghanistan and Pakistan and Iraq and other places. That's how women are dressed. Right. Like Iran. Right. Many of them can't drive cars. This mm. lady was pumping her own gas. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. In America, we don't, we wouldn't stop somebody from learning how to drive. Right. Over religious reasons. Now, right. they may themselves, but it's not something the government will get involved in. So I found that a little interesting. You know, it's interesting as a black man. And you're like, Odell, I wonder how it'd be for you to, Odell to be black. I mean, Odell to be white and Bill to be black. Let me give you an example of something happened last week to me. Or I experienced, because nothing didn't happen to me. I experienced something last week. So my son, T. Kamzi, my, my we call him my baby boy, he flew into town to come to um, my grandson, his nephew's birthday party. So he comes in town and I'm like, hey, you know, I picked him up at the airport and I had to rush and get back to, you know, church to work. And I said, come by. Let me just, you know, give you some money just to go from there. So he came by. And I wrote him a check. I was rushing. I wrote him a check. And I said, I thought about it. I said, uh, T, let me go with you to the bank to cash the check. I said, do you have your ID? Yeah, Dad, I got my ID. Get in my car. Let's ride over there. And I had my ID to cash the check because in my mind, it's like, listen, the last thing I need is my son to go over to the bank. And he's trying to get in the car from Greensboro, his car from Greensboro, to Charlotte because we keep his car at our house. You know, he lives in New York. He used to live in LA and, you know, 
in big cities, sometimes a car can be a pain. So let me just describe my son to everybody. My son's about 6'3 and kind of slim, but his hairstyle is what they call freeform dreadlocks. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, if you know Jay-Z, which is Beyonce knows Carter's husband and how his hair is now, well, T-Comsey's hair is a lot longer than that because he was growing that style way before Jay-Z started growing it. So, Bill, we get to the driving window that I do all the time. I go to drive in all the time and deposit money in my business account. And the gentleman, how you doing, Mr. Cleveland? It's good to see you again because I'm putting money in the bank, right? Oh, so good to see you and all this kind of stuff. But then when I went with my son, the check I wrote, the gentleman know me, the, the teller knows me, and my son and ID and everything, I was trying to get money out of the bank, my money. And he looked for a while. Then he said, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you all have to come in. So I'm like, I haven't been in a bank in so long because I'm like, I don't want to be the black guy in the bank when the bank gets robbed, right? I mean, you know, I know, I know, I know, but I'm telling you, and then when COVID came, they didn't let you in the bank, so I'm I'm good with the drive-through. So I go and I said, okay, T, I didn't say anything to him, but my mind is, I kind of anticipated this, and is at being to the point of being black, you got to anticipate stuff, Bill. You got to anticipate stuff. White, you can run around America being white and don't even anticipate anything. Black, you got to anticipate if the, well, let me ask you a question before, in the middle of my story. If the police pull you over, do you get nervous? Yeah, because I got pulled, but not because I'm going to get shot. Okay. My point exactly. But it's the same way when my wife says we need to talk. Yeah, okay. Well, your wife's talking is when different. She does, when she says we need to talk, I'm, I'm, I handle that like as if I'd gotten pulled. Okay. I keep my hands on the wheel. I look straight ahead. There you go. I answer yes and no so I can figure out what I'm getting accused of. So it's the, the talk, because as black <clears throat> men and black women, we have to talk with our children about what happens if you get stopped by the police in the car. Now, I had to have the talk with my son about how to handle financial institutions as a black, young black male who made the decision to be nonconformity as it relates to his hair. And I tell him all the time, don't cut your hair. And he's like, well, but daddy, you know, I, certain job opportunities I don't get. I know, but don't cut your hair, son. Because if you believe in who you are, America is not going to accept you for you being who you are just because you try to conform to them. So when we went inside the bank and, you know, I walk in the bank and I'm looking around and then we sit to the teller, you know, they have the cage there, you kind of the shields and stuff from COVID. And so I'm looking around, making sure if a robber coming in with a gun, you know, I want to be the first to know. And when I start looking around, Bill, I notice that the white folks in the bank, because I'm looking around for a threat, the folks in the bank were looking at me and my son, because we were the only black people in there, like we were the threats. So all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been coming to this bank forever. Me and my son come inside. And we're being profiled like we might be the threat. So I'm looking for a threat and other people looking at me like I am the threat. Nonconformity is a price to be paid. You have Mark Zuckerberg of, you know, he doesn't have to worry about it. You have our friend, the Maverick. He doesn't have to worry about it. You have our new good friend, Andy, who we had dinner with the other night. He ain't conforming to nothing. 
<laughs> he doesn't have to worry about it. Yep. But does Bill Goble have to worry about it? Because if I ask you the question, what's new, Pussycat, with the whole, because that used to be a song that, uh, who used to sing that song? Tom Jones. Probably be censored today, right? So if I say, Bill, to our last point, what's new with the school board? What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Goble? Because there's so much going on. What's new? We're getting ready to have a school board meeting on the 19th of August it's, or September. It's going to be interesting because- Should I bring my Jiffy Pop popcorn? Should I bring my Jiffy Pop popcorn, Bill? It will take be, a seat? It'll be entertaining. You can actually watch it on TV because we video it on uh, the Guilford County School Board Systems uh, website. So you can, you can watch it from home. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The uh, There's no seat vacancy as far as I'm concerned. No seat at a public hearing? Yeah. What in the world is going on? What yeah. making all these people come out? Well, they, they passed the law saying that uh, I had to be dismissed from my position, but I think it's unconstitutional. And so from my viewpoint, there is no vacancy. And their viewpoint, they believe that law is effective. So I think we're going to have to have somebody else figure that out for us. So in the meantime, I'm going to serve the people of the district and uh, support them until we can get this resolved. And, uh, you know, so some people aren't going to be happy with that. Bill, as we move toward close, you know, it's something that Don Peoples and Henry Kissinger approach is this. No permanent enemies, no permanent friends, just permanent interests, my friend. Yep. No permanent enemies, no permanent friends, just permanent interest yep last word sir it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week <laughs> you know in politics and the school system and all the rest of it it's you know i don't remember ever in my life so much drama around a president or past president election is this drama with board. is this drama with black yeah. democrats or is this drama with white republicans I think it's both. Oh, Bill, no, man, don't put the black guy. Don't (laughs) listen. Black people get blamed for enough. We're not out there wilding like the Republicans are wilding because what you all are saying, buckle up, buttercup. But hey, it's just your last word. Oh, I heard a rumor, though. I heard that evangelicals are not really voting for Trump this time, Bill. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Evangelicals. They're holding holding out, deciding who they're going to vote for. Trump's going to have a fit. Yeah. Trump's going to have a fit after after everything he did for them. Well, wait a minute. After everything they did for him. Yeah. They're going to have to take a 50B restraining order out against Trump because (laughs) Trump's like, listen, I held the Bible upside down for you all white evangelicals. And now you all going to abandon me. Yeah. Back to the point. The Republican Party. Y'all just bill y'all arguing with each other. We need to uh, make a new party. Uh, The Republicans have got to change. Otherwise, they're going to be. they're going to have problems. So, and that's my last note. Republicans change. They? Mm-hmm. Okay. Republicans change. Wow. Buckle up by the cop. Yep. Bill, I mean, man, you are real man's man and you deal with so much. And my question is still the same. Why? I've had people from your Republican Party call me and say, can you just tell Bill to step down? I mean, why, Bill? Why do you, why, why? What is it about you? Why? Well, I can tell you that God's opened these doors. I haven't. 
And I found that if you don't walk through those doors, you got bigger problems than, than Democrat Republicans that don't like you. And uh, I could have never orchestrated all this stuff. And it's a God thing. And so he's in control. I'm going to let him do what he's going to do. And when it ends up, wherever it ends up, I'm going to be happy with it and content with it. Amen, my friend. Yep. Amen. Okay. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly, your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years.